Rush into Old Navy today for this can't-miss one-day deal. 50% off all Old Navy active for the family. Get the workout wear you need at a huge 50% off one day only today. Hurry in or miss out at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1020, select styles only, excludes in-store clearance. You are locked on 76ers. Your daily podcast on the Philadelphia 76ers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey, coming from you, coming to you, excuse me, coming to you from Washington, D.C. I got my man, Mike Silski. We uh, about to hurry up and hop on this train, but uh, last night we were here covering the Sixers season opener. They lost to the Washington Wizards 120 to 115. Now, this game had a different feel to it, Mike. In regards to uh, the players on the floor, the 76ers still lost the way they normally lose. I mean, they, they come back, they play tough, and a couple mistakes down the stretch. But at the same time, it's something that you can build on. Even though it's, it's the same the way they lose, they lost the same way, but it's still something they can build on. Yeah, I think the importance out of last night's game, out of Wednesday night's game, was that it gave you an indication not really of where the Sixers are now, but where they could be. Um, you saw how fast they played, how much speed they have, and their ability kind of collectively to get out on the break, whether mm-hmm. it's Ben Simmons, even Dario Saric, even Joel Embiid. Um, so that was encouraging. You know, To me, the difference in the game was one team is full of veteran guys who play together as kind of an ensemble. They've mm-hmm. been around each other. They're seasoned pros, guys like John Wall, who obviously is a spectacular player, Bradley Beal, Marcin Gortat. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been around each other. They know where each other is going to be on the court. The Sixers don't have that luxury. They're really young. They're still coming together and figuring each other out. How do we integrate J.J. Redick into the offense? What do we do with Sarge coming off the bench? Uh, is Embiid on the low block in this possession, or is he, you know, at the top of the key shooting a three? So, you know, what you saw, I think, tonight was growing pains for a team um, – for which ep- expectations, I think, have to be tempered. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there's this sense that, like, and I got into this in what I wrote, that the Sixers could make a great leap this season. I think, you know, anywhere hitting 45 wins, if they get to that point, would be, you know, should be considered real strong progress. And I think last night gave you an indication why. Exactly. And, and then also the one thing last night is uh, Ben Simmons. And when you – he really impressed me. And the thing about Ben Simmons is that, you know, to me, it looked like he was playing in the preseason. Now, again, he has to show us a jump shot. I mean, you know, you just can't continue to score points in the paint, just score points in the paint. However, it just seems like no one can stop him in the paint. And, I mean, let's face it, like in the preseason, you say, okay, yeah, this is a preseason, but when he goes up against John Wall, when he goes up against, you know, the Washington Wizards, it's going to it's going to change, and it didn't. Yeah, and, and I'm impressed by that. I was too. Um, two things. Number one, most of his points in the paint came off of fast breaks. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got a lot. He got a couple. He got a breakaway dunk. He got a couple layups. He beat guys to the rim, um, which was impressive to see. The other thing that that stood out to me was I think the second shot he made. He had um, Jason Smith in the post, and he threw up like a right-handed kind of sky hook. Like he looked like Bill Bradley at Princeton in the 1960s, and uh, and made it, and that to me was impressive. I agree with you about the jump shot. He's going to have to work on it. I talked to somebody, um, you know, with the with the team uh, Wednesday morning, who basically said that there are there are physical mechanical aspects to his shot, to Simmons' shot that he has to fix, 
And until he fixes them, he's going to be a little less confident and a little reluctant to take it. But the guy said, we can get this fixed. And once he does, you know, you're going to see something really, really special. I thought it was impressive last night, too. With all that said, like he doesn't have a jump shot. Well, let's let's wait until he actually has mm-hmm. one. Now, you know, the, the, another storyline coming out of last night was Joel Embiid. I mean, it was it was all week. The main story was how many minutes is Joel going to play? How many minutes Joel's going to play? And to you, basically, you know, yesterday Wednesday doing shoot around, you know, afterwards you said, you know, by Brett Brown's comments where he wouldn't come out and give us a, a definite number. You basically said he's giving him he's giving himself wiggle room, mm-hmm. and I agree. I mean, this guy came out and played, you know, twenty six minutes and fifty seven seconds, that dang near twenty seven minutes, and he he looked well. He looked fine. Um, you know, it was interesting. I saw somebody on Twitter this morning, uh, Andy Jasner, actually the son of the great Philly Daily News beat writer Phil Jasner, said he would have liked to have seen uh, Embiid on the low blocks more mm-hmm. last night. And, and Joel was on the perimeter quite a bit. But I think, I, let me put it this way, at least if you're a Sixers fan, I think you have to hope that that's a function of who he's playing against on a particular night. Marcin Gorsat, Gortat is one of the few centers in this league who physically can match up with Embiid down low. You know, Embiid yeah. can generally body up against anybody. Gortat is yeah. a block. He is a wall. So I'm not as worried about him maybe taking him outside, hitting a couple 10 to 15 footers, shooting a three. You know, I think the interesting thing, and again, I pointed this out in what I wrote, there was a play late in the first half where Embiid had the ball in the left wing and kind of motioned Simmons to go down to the, the low block. And so Simmons has a guy covering him. There's a mismatch there. And now the guy covering Embiid has a choice to make. Do I stay on Joel and maybe allow him, A, to go around me, or B, you know, allow the mismatch down low with the guy covering Simmons, or do I go help on Simmons, back off Embiid, and what happened? He did that. Embiid knocked down a three-pointer to give them the 60-55 to 55 lead going into the break. So um, they're going to create some matchup problems, Embiid and Simmons. Teams are going to adjust, and it's going to be incumbent upon the Sixers to adjust back. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. Now, here's the one guy. The big question mark coming into the season was Robert Covington. And it seems crazy because, you know, he's the, the longest-tenured Sixer. But the question mark is, like, how is he going to fit in? How is he going to get some shots? You know, but it just seems like last night that he took advantage of the open looks that he received. And with all that's going to do is, like, teams are going to continue, in my opinion, they're going to continue to say, okay, we'll let Robert Covenant try to beat us. But then it's going to come to a point where they're going to say, well, no, maybe we better stick Robert Covington, and that's just going to open things up for a lot of guys. I mean, you look at it, he had 29 points. He, he tied a career high with seven three-pointers on 11 attempts. You know, he had seven rebounds. He had one steal. He had two blocks. Now, if there was one downfall, it was he had five turnovers. You can't have that. Including the one late. That Including the one badly. late. Yeah, the bad one late. But when you look at it, if you would have told me, and again, I like Robert Covington, but if you would have told me that Robert Covington was going to be the guy with a, a game-high 29 points on this roster, I would have told you you were lying. Well, you know him better than I do, and you've seen more of him. He looked to me smoother shooting his shot than he did at any point last year, far less kind of herky-jerky and mm-hmm. mechanical. That's the first thing. I think you're 100% right. Um, about his role on this team. He's going to have to be a guy Mm -hmm. who makes shots. He and J.J. Redick have to be those guys. 
because it's going to allow the Sixers to space the floor in the mm-hmm. half court. Um, you know, I think you saw a little bit of that towards the end. You know, it was ironic, and we spent all this time talking about how young they are. You know, Embiid and Simmons and Markel Fultz. It was Jared Bayless and Robert Covington, the two of their veterans, who threw the ball away yeah. on consecutive possessions at the end. Um, but I think you're right. I think I think Covington looked great. You know he's going to give you terrific defense on the wing, even in the post at times. And if he can shoot the ball, he's not going to shoot the ball that well every night. But if he can approximate that, mm-hmm. they're going to be in good shape. Now, Markel, folks, this was a homecoming for him. You know, here's a guy. He had uh, he had ten points in what 18 minutes. He shot five from nine from the field. But it just seems like un- until he gets up to speed, he may be the forgotten one a little bit. Well. He still doesn't look good shooting the basketball. You saw those two free throws um, that he took, and that was ugly. Mm-hmm. I think the entire you know Metro DC area and everybody watching in the Philadelphia area at home kind of recoiled when they shot, saw those free throws. Um, and that is this shoulder issue, I guess, exactly. that he's going to have to get past. I'm not quite sure what the Sixers gain by playing him if his shoulder is bothering him that much, um, I, unless they're desperate to get him experience because he's 19. He was fearless. Um, but he got the ball swatted back in his face a couple of times. He turned it over, um, trying to run pick and rolls and trying to take guys off the dribble, you know, near the foul line. So he was 19. You could see the skill. Um, he came over and made a terrific block um, at one point, kind of off the weak side. So he's representative of what the Sixers are now. Yeah. There's a lot of talent, a lot of room for growth. Exactly, and then it's a prime example of where, you know, you looked at him and you could tell that the effort was there. Like when he got his shot, when he got stripped. But then he came back and blocked the shot. But like you're right, the mechanics aren't there right now. You can tell he's in pain. And, you know, sometimes you're starting to question like, hey, well, we have all these other injuries. We don't want it to seem like this is a place where guys come to get hurt. So, Markel, I'm sorry, you may have to suck it up for a while. But my concern with him continuing to suck it up is what about his confidence? Right. You know what I mean? Because, you know what, I, I think he's a whole lot better than what he's shown. He's, I mean, if, if because if you notice in the summer league, his shot wasn't that way, you know, and I know that it's less talent, but he was making the shots that he's missing now. And it comes to a point where the people in Philadelphia have, some of them have turned on him already because of that. And I just would hate to see this guy, you know, people start comparing him to Evan Turner and to all these other guys who really didn't make it in this league. This, is, this, this team has a ways to go yet. They're yeah. going to t- Look, they're going to take a step forward this year. We all acknowledge that. I would say it's about 55 to 60% chance that they make the playoffs. However, whatever form that comes in, whether it's the eighth seed with like 39 wins or whether it's a five seed with, let's say, 45, I think that depends on how these guys mature. But everybody acknowledges they have maturing to do. They have to figure things out. You know, Dario Saric did not look comfortable coming off the bench. He looked like he was trying to kind of force offense. You know, he seemed quick to shoot the ball when he got it. Um, And I wonder how much of that is going from last year towards the end of the year where he was kind of the focal point of the offense to being just another guy now coming off the bench. So they're going to have to sort some things out. They're going to have to play more smoothly. Again, that's what we saw last night. You saw a veteran team in the Wizards, and you saw a young up-and-coming team in the Sixers. But I think there was enough there that Sixers fans should be encouraged. And one lasting thoughts. I mean, we're looking at guys like, you know, Justin Anderson, a first-round pick who they acquired in the Nerlens Noel trade, right? Um, Jalil Okafor, a guy who, you know, there's everyone saying his knee is a whole lot better. Um, 
and he played well in the preseason, the games that he played in, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, but he was a third overall pick. Then you look at Nick Stauskas, another guy who they acquired in the trade who was a lottery pick. No, none of the guys, none, none of them played. suited up. None of them played. I no. mean, you know, so when you, when you think of that, it's like it's telling me that, you know, Brett Brown is saying to himself, like, hey, I love you guys. You know, you guys are going to be great practice players for us. Now, I think that Justin Anderson will get some run depending on situations. But the other two is kind of like, I'm sorry, y'all, but it's just not any room for you. You know, this happens with teams in pro sports. You know, if you look in baseball, for instance, at the Chicago Cubs or the Houston Astros, if you look at teams in the NFL all the time, mm-hmm. you know, they when they go from being bad to really good in the space of like a four-year span, mm-hmm. take a look at their roster sometime. The guys who were playing a lot when they're bad are not the same guys yeah. playing a lot when they get good. And right. the team that the Sixers team that won ten games two years ago, even the one that won what twenty eight games uh, or twenty nine games last year, however many they won, those aren't going to be the same teams. It's not simply a matter of guys just getting better, although that's part of it. It is getting just better new players in there. You saw that with Ben Simmons. You saw that to a degree with J.J. Redick. You see it to a great degree with Joel Embiid. You're right. You're right. Well, hey, look, Mike, we got to hurry up and hop on this train. But uh, I want to thank you for joining the my pleasure, podcast. My pleasure, my friend. Very insightful. Uh, you guys need to follow my man on Twitter. Can you give these people your uh, Twitter handle? Yeah, at Mike Sealski, M-I-K-E-S-I-E-L-S-K-I. That's an easy Twitter handle <laughs> yeah. to follow. Yeah. Um, but, uh, again, like, you guys need to make sure you follow us on Philly.com. You know, Mike is an award-winning columnist. He's one of the best in the, in the country. So he has great insight. Um, you know, just don't follow him for the Sixers stuff, which I really want you to, <laughs> but follow him for the Eagles and everything he does. And another thing, you know, you also need to read some of his features. Mike is the type of guy, he's just not about opinion. What he does is he'll go to a player's hometown, like, like he did Alshon Jeffries, mm-hmm. and, and did a story on not just Alshon, but his brother. Now, I just want to let you all know, I, I didn't grow up in South Carolina, but I lived there. You know, my family's from South Carolina, and I knew about Alshon's brother before I knew about Alshon. And Mike did a great story on that. So um, if you ever have a chance, go on to Philly.com and get it. I'm pretty sure it's going to be an award-winning article like most of his is. I'm kind of jealous. Uh, most of his are, sorry. <laughs> but I'm kind of jealous. But but truthfully, I am. But it's still, a great, it's still a great article. But, hey, y'all, thanks for listening. And we'll have uh, a, 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 hopefully a great season. And um, I will be back with you guys tomorrow. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.